right, here we go. Right, well, it's another Sunday night, it's podcast night, and we're up to episode 25 this evening. So I'm just that a little bit more ukulele, just play us in, and then we'll do our normal welcome. Right, good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Um, very special. Nicholas is, is beaming live from the Blackpool Football Club. Uh, whatever is sweet that you are currently in, Nicholas. You need to tell us all about this. It's Blackpool Football Club's hotel that is connected to the stadium. You know, quite a few football clubs and athletic stadiums and various other people have done this now in order to make their business flourish for more than just one day a week. And we're in the Bloomfield suite, mm. which is, yeah, it's all right. You know, for it works out of 80 quid, but we get uh, you get two rooms and then you get connecting lounge area in, in between. So in terms of what you pay for a premier in at this time of year in Blackpool, it's, yeah, it's all right. It's nice. We've got Fred Pickering behind me here. Now, mm-hmm. Fred Pickering um, scored a hat-trick, which sent Preston North End down and kept Blackpool up in about 1953, supposedly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't quite know who Fred Pickering was. He's an original uh, signature on his photograph there. Ronnie Pickering's Pickering's dad, is it? Yeah, I've just Googled him. But anyway, it seems that uh, within these parts, he was quite infamous by sending Preston North End down and uh, kept Blackpool. Because that's when, of course, but obviously, uh, Blackpool's most famous uh, footballer was the Stanley Matthews. Yeah, there we are. And for a while, Tangerines were actually in the Premier League or yeah. the old First Division, weren't they? Division, yeah. Back in the 50s, they were 60s, yeah, they were a big team. No, they were in the 80s and 90s, well, weren't they? they? Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, no, it's all right, yeah. We're looking out the window. We ain't got a view of the pitch, although the executive uh, rooms, you, you're looking uh, pitch side here, but it seems a bit of a problem if you're booking those on a match day because you're not allowed to get into your room until the game is actually finished. But we're actually looking from outside the stadium. So in the distance, I can see the big one at the Pleasure Beach. So uh, Jackie, Jackie and I might have a quick walk down to the Velvet Coaster so I can tick another weather spoons off because the Velvet Coast is supposed to be quite good weather spoons down there. Uh, we, we've just come down the strip, the illuminations. In fact, the one near the tower has been evacuated because the fire alarm was going off. So, uh, yeah, they were all stood outside that one. But we'll maybe I'll walk down to the Velvet Coaster in a bit. Well, I'm comfortable spending my my attic, and, and Bruce is in his dining room, so we're we're just we're stuck in the normal normal way, aren't we? So uh, now, Nicholas, you're, yeah. you're, you're drinking something interesting, well, aren't you? Yeah, we've stopped off in a Chef and Brewer for something to eat, and sadly, once again, Chef and Brewer National Train, what Michelin butchers aren't they? Um, walked in, there was four hand pumps on the bar. Uh, Two out of four clips were turned around. So the other clips that were showing were uh, Green King IPA and um, Speckled Golden Hen, the old um, Moor House. Uh, is it Moor? Um, yeah, Moor House. Speckled Hen. Yeah. Moor Hen. Moor House. Is it? Or um, yeah. Moorland. Yeah. Moorland. Yeah. Um, so I had a pint that I start off with, and then I said, oh, I'll have a pint of Green King IPA. Oh, no, so we ain't got that. So they had one beer on. Uh, fortunately, because um, Chef and Brew accept the camera discount, 
I got 10% off. So instead of it costing me £4.10, it was costing me £3.56 a pint. So that's a big tip out there. If you are a camera member, you've gone to Chef and Brew, probably get 10% off your beers, which brings it down to quite a reasonable price, actually, compared to a lot of these other sort of eating sort of chain pub places. Uh, so the beer itself was all, itself was all right. But once again, a bit, bit disappointing that there was only one, one selection. But anyway, come down to the Blackpool uh, FC uh, stadium here. Gone to their bar, which is called the Corner Post. And they have on... See if I can bring my glass in here. A beer by uh, <coughs> Farmyard Farm Ales. Now, Farmyard Ales seem to be a craft brewer based just outside Lancaster. And this is a Seasiders Way, and they call it a lager ale hybrid of 4.1%, £4.50. It's, it's a lager, I suppose, yeah, it's got a little bit of taste to it. It's just that word hybrid at the end. Well, it makes it's me think about gene- football, genetically modifications <laughs> and stuff like that, and they start calling stuff hybrid. But anyway, there we are. Yeah, they claim it's the perfect beer for watching football. And it was, was the bar busy. What's it like, that bar at the football ground then? No, there was a couple of ladies having something to eat, and then there were just, just a couple of the people in there. So so you, you kind of set back you set back a couple of blocks off the front, aren't you, of the football, football club? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of now, I dare say, yeah, because I didn't venture too far into the room. We're going to go in there for our breakfast in the morning. I would imagine that we'll have a view over the pitch, yeah, thinking yeah. where it's 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 yeah, actually on it's... one of the sort of corners yeah, of the stadium. Yeah. So yeah. that might be quite nice to have breakfast and overlook the pitch. But yeah, tonight, black, obviously, black pitch pudding with your breakfast there. Huh? Black pudding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Black pudding. Black pudding. Black pudding. Black pudding. <laughs> And uh, I know, Bruce, you've been, up, you've been off to Nairsbury this afternoon and you've sent me a very nice picture of uh, a very cosy-looking... Uh, uh, oh, yes. Uh, what, what's that? Put with cross keys. Cross keys are fantastic, nice. yeah. Beer was in splendid form. Uh, Silver very King, nice. £3.35 a pint there, fantastic pint. And you got a, um, a camera discount there as well, so it's oh, £3.3p right. for a pint at Silver King, very which nice. is bonkers. For are, beer you, uh, are you drinking tonight, Bruce? No, because unfortunately after... Um, um, Thursday's uh, shenanigans, which uh, the uh, repercussions are still raging about that, unfortunately. We're going to come back um, to that in a minute. Bruce yes. Is, uh, Bruce, is Bruce, has been, Bruce has been drinking every night, so I'll have one night off tonight, the wise thing, actually. Yeah, well, sadly. Um, I suppose in 25 episodes, irresponsible drinking has never really uh, well, I, I, been a factor until, until this week, sadly. <laughs> well, let's be honest, Bruce. For the first 10 or, so, 10 or so, you were that badly from COVID. You didn't drink anything for the first 10. And then when you yeah, didn't, we nearly couldn't taste it. To say he's so. a family man with young kids, he, drinks, <laughs> he goes out and drinks more than the rest of us. <laughs> so, well, I'm, I'm keeping it the football thing because I must admit, I had a few last night. I had a few on Friday night, so I'm, I'm just keeping it fairly low today. So uh, it was at my Thornbridge box arrived on Friday. And this is called 1857. So have you guys got any idea what the link is with football, Thornbridge, 1857? Well, where Thornbridge is based, is it? Uh, uh, it must be a Derbyshire football club centenary, is it? No, no you get a bit closer to. You need to go a bit, a bit, a bit further north. FA Cup when was it? FA Cup started? No, no, no. Sheffield uh, Football Club centenary. Sheffield, Sheffield Football Club, yeah. Sheffield yeah. Football Club, which actually, which actually are the world's oldest football club. Ah. And in fact, obviously, 1857 when they were formed, and the FA, so my sports history coming out now. The FA, of course, wasn't formed until 1863. And in fact, for the first few years, a lot of clubs played by the Sheffield rules. Yeah. Um, and actually, they were, before the FA, before the FA rules in 1963, the Sheffield rules and the Cambridge rules were the two rules that you played play, played for. Well, so well, they're still, well, still going on. Well, weren't they a cricket team first and then played no, for that was Wednesday. Wednesday. That was Sheffield Wednesday. That's a different story. Right. Well, that's, that's a different... We'll do that when we do our Sheffield here. So it's very nice. It's a pale ale, 4.8%. 
So it's actually quite nice, actually. This this month's box is bonkers. They're all eight, nine, twelve percenters. Huh. Uh, this is the one light one that they've got. So there we go. So we, we'll crack on with Bay highlights then. Um, the focus of this week is actually going to be Macclesfield because I think I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago. I was setting off to the Macclesfield Food Festival, um, which was very lately well, they've already been cancelled once, and then unfortunately was cancelled again. So it was all. It was one of those almost on the hoop with my, me and my wife, and we had actually a very lovely afternoon in Macclesfield. So I'm going to share totally. um, a couple of the, the, the micro bars. It might not be up Nick Street um, per se, um, but we'll do that. So beery highlights. Just then, I'll kick off. Um, I managed to get back to Mellard, one of my local bars, on Friday. I haven't been there for a while actually. Um, and again, I was trying to trump you with your beer prices. So look at that. They were selling Oakham Citra at three pound a pint. Wow, which was on very good form. Um, they've just moved to having three. They normally only in the past only had one cast on and about eight or nine kegs. And they've actually this week on Facebook, I noticed that's one reason why I went, that they said we're going to try and push three casts out now every week before Christmas. So they had Oakham Citra on. They had North Brewing Co's Seasons Reverse, which was more of a traditional kind of bitter. And they also had a Pentridge Brewery Little Fury, which again was another type Citra one. So and even that was 3.30 a pint. So that was very nice. And then last night we were in one of our local pubs in one of our local villages to see Sack and Crack, which is a very good little three-piece Irish band. Um, and it was a Jowls' pub, which we mentioned a few times as well. And again, I've I'm, I'm, I'm gone off a little bit their beer, really. I used to quite like their blonde beer. Um, but last night they had Moon Madness on, which is their autumnal. And I've got to say, it was very, very nice. It was uh, only four points, well, as it says the pump, but they're 4.666%. Uh, but it was a twisted blend of malts, a darkish ale, quite treacly, but it was really good form last night. And in fact, they said that as everybody's drinking this night, it was really, really good. So that was quite a nice, uh, a nice Saturday night and some very good Irish music. So, uh, and they're at, they're at a pub every Saturday, so we might go and we might follow them around a couple of places. Hmm. So, Bruce, come on. I, I, I tell you what, Mike. I'm, in a way, I'm, I'm pleased with with my lads because I, I reckon that's showing that people want cask rather than all this fancy craft bloody keg stuff. Yeah, because my lads yeah. really were the, the couple of times that you were taking me in there. Yeah, it was always on 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 keg, and it was like, well, do I really want a any pineapple marshmallow flavored beer? Yeah. Well, some people the fact that they themselves are now saying, right, we're going to put more cask pumps on proper yeah, hammer pumps, serving yeah. proper pints of beer yeah. at that price. I like to say, yeah, you know, they're, they're listening to what the customers want, they're realizing the customers actually want cask rather than. Crappy. Yeah, although I think I think something to do with supply because I didn't know exactly the last few places I've been, there's been there's been a very limited keg offer at the moment. So I don't know whether there's a shortage of keg mm. beer um, or shortage of barrels, perhaps. Um, and of course, there is a shortage of CO two, isn't there? And of course, for keg beers, you have you have to force no, barrels. Bar- barrels ain't an so, issue as such. No, but carbon dioxide. Shortage of aluminium as well, is it? For yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so. come on, Bruce. Tell us yeah, about but cask and keg beer. All right, all right. Come on, time out. We haven't got time. Come on, Bruce. Come on then. This debauchery dink drinking in London. Well, yes, you mentioned a... last week that you were going to nip to London. You talked about going to some lovely Victorian, you know, gin palaces, and you end up in the bloody Savoy in the American uh, bar, getting absolutely soaked, didn't you? Yeah, sadly, I no, feel I, I won't I, be welcome. Sadly, I, I feel I won't be welcome back in the American bar, even more sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it could be once in a lifetime. Yeah, unfortunately, we start. We look. We've got to go to the Shepherd Market. Um, then um, go, we had a bottomless brunch to take at the Hard Rock Hotel at Marble Arch. We were going to go to the Old Chester Jesus Sky Girl and then try and drop in the American Bar. So we got there on the train, uh, went to Green Park. Uh, Shepherd Market, one of those places I've, I've never got, heard you, of before. You've sent me these, right? Yeah, you've sent me a couple it of pictures is. there. It is, absolutely fantastic. Come out of Green Park Tube Station, 
you'll walk about four minutes, um, come up the entrance near the rich turn right, walk four streets down, go down a little street come alley called Whitehorse Street, and as you turn the corner, this fantastic little Victorian square opens in front of you, pubs, restaurants, old-fashioned newsagents, uh, you know, post office, uh, absolutely out of this world. The day before we went, uh, we did have a look down, because of course in Mayfair, just to have a feel for the place and have a sort of a community website. Mm. And um, we're sort of saying that this year, the Christmas lights in the little square have been turned on by Dame Joan Collins. Last year, John Cleese turned them on. Yeah. And the year before that, Elizabeth Hurley turned them on, which gives you some idea yeah, the yeah. other type of people use it. Yeah. It was a cracking, cracking little place. Hidden gem, I'd never heard of it, definitely. It's, yeah. it's so central, hidden away, it acts this little um, community hub for Mayfair. And it's famous for its Victorian pubs. Uh, there are four there. We've got into two. Grapes, uh, the most famous and was really quite lovely. Um, again, it was some from the beer shortage. I'm happy about this. Mm. About it. But real fire. Um, loads of people bobbing there over lunchtime. Um, and then from there, um, we went to the King's Head, which you can see inside. Well, the King's Head is actually Green King Pub. But as you can see, they've pretty much kept it untouched. Had a mm. good selection of real ales, I'd have to say. About five or six real ales on. Uh, we'd taken the decision uh, before this. Obviously, we knew we were going to a bottomless brunch. We knew we on. So I did have a couple of pints of Amstel in the grapes because it was like a boom bar on. And then the King's Head, they had a pint of uh, something called Portobello London Pills, which was very nice. Right. Yeah. So, so far, so good. So we left the Shepherd Market. It went down to the Guinness and walked down towards Marble Arch. Uh, and we had our bottomless brunch in the Hard Rock Hotel. Um, now, normally the bottomless brunch is £55 a person, but during the summer... There was a voucher on where, <laughs> astonishingly, you could get this for £35 a couple. Uh, so I've obviously been keen of a bag and we thought, mm, this is all right. So we bought, Julie bought a voucher and um, you get 90 minutes, uh, get a two-course meal, 90 minutes. So at this point, you would naturally think uh, you're going to be catching the waitress's eye. Uh, you know, they're not going to be a great rush to serve you. Um, uh, but fortunately, the opposite proved to be entirely <laughs> And, and ultimately proved our undoing for our itinerary and our uh, reputation and uh, my health especially. Um, so we sort of sat there and said to the girl, you know, there was uh, there was actually a, a Maltzmith's um, uh, eye pay on, yeah, uh, yeah. but the three or four laggers said, oh, have a pint ready, please, you know. Wife and um, our friend, friend's wife were drinking Prosecco. Now, every time they took a drink out of the Prosecco, they came and topped the bottle up, and when your pint got to about two-thirds of the way down, another one just appeared. Obviously, didn't expect to go like this. So gradually, two pints turned to three, three pints turned to four. After five pints, we'd been there about an hour and a half. We stopped and saying, now our time must be up now. Oh, no, she says, don't worry about that. She says, you're having a nice time. So we had another couple of pints. So by this time, the beer comes to hit 10 pints, and it's about four o'clock. Well, that'll be unchangeable. We booked in the Sky Garden at quarter five, so obviously that was a no-go. Yeah. So we decided, obviously, to curtail the day. So we jumped on um, uh, Tube, came out with Charing uh, Cross, and uh, went to the uh, American bar in the Savoy. And I have to say, this was a nice experience, really, mm. um, particularly if you've been sober. Uh, you went in, uh, just go to the right past the Savoy Grill, met by a lovely lady who starts to be full at the minute, she says, but there'll be a, a table in about 35, 40 minutes. So that's great. She took our name and she said, you're welcome to sit in the public areas. Uh, I'll sit down here. Oh, she says, you know, there's a couple of pubs close by, which was bad advice. So we went to the coal hall, which was absolutely crammed. Had yeah. another pint in there. So by the time we got the American bar, I had 11 pints. So things weren't going to be good. So I perused the cocktail menu before. Uh, they've got a new head bartender there. It's the first female head bartender in 100 years. 
She's reinventing the uh, cocktail bar. And you have to say, first of all, the place itself is absolutely wonderful. It's yeah. kind of timelessly elegant. It runs like clockwork. The service is fantastic. Very friendly, not stuffy, not pretentious. Um, I suppose the measure of those things is that, you know, if you sit in a place like that and you feel that yeah. hand of history on you, and it felt like that, you know, yeah, you can imagine yeah. Churchill bobbing in there with a few pints. And when the witches <laughs> come, they actually come and sort of kneel down with his speech here. So uh, I've chosen a Moonraker cocktail, which was a mix of um, uh, Powers Irish Whiskey, uh, Grand Marnier, uh, Chamomile, Lemon. It was shaken, then topped up with Lauren Perry Vintage Champagne and stirred. It was £25. Here, <laughs> no so, camera discount, Bruce. No, no, camera, no camera discount. discount. So, now until this stage, actually, it's pretty, as we all know, we got to do drink okay. Unfortunately, the combination of that cocktail to 11 pints proved to be rather undoing. And there is an unwritten rule that when you go to these places, you pretty much you sit there quietly, behave yourself. You don't ask people for pictures, do you? That's after 11 pints, that cocktail, as you can see by the picture here, I didn't manage to break one of the golden rules. <laughs> but they were rather nice. Now, I have to say, at this stage, I don't remember... Well, who is that, Bruce? The waitress. Yeah, she looks familiar. All right, OK. Famous. So, so she right up people's... I don't have to say, they were up there. But yeah, apparently, yeah. I remember nothing after this stage, uh, apart from being sick on the train on the way home. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, apparently, the behaviour was not 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 in keeping with the standards expected, I'm told by my wife. I think it's possibly right. exaggerating. Uh, we did go to the pub in Covent Garden, Nicholson's pub, a vague reference and a great section of beers. <laughs> and we got the train home at nine o'clock. Uh, after, after actually, um, <laughs> after being so drunk, led us to St Pancras and not King's Cross. We got the train with four minutes to spare. Yes, and about Retford time I was... So, Bruce, was, was Christine drinking? She was, but she only was drinking... They were drinking this Prosecco that was getting... She has half, doesn't she? And the Prosecco was getting topped up, so it probably seemed like she'd, you know, rub that Marvin. back. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, um, yeah, so it was all a bit... <laughs> so what would have you, been... You were just a guzzling lag of glutton then? It was that bottomless brunch. I mean, they really should be banned. Shame on outrageous. you. I mean, madness. Uh, no. We really thought that mass would, produce uh, gassy, oh, yeah. fizzy, <laughs> alcohol pop. Yeah, well, it's an experience. Experience. It wasn't there. Uh, yeah, and I have to say again, the Hard Rock Hotel, the staff were great. The place yeah. is really nice. It's you like may as well sat in Tower Garden with a twenty-four <laughs> bottle case of Bia di Muretti oh. for sixteen quid for best girls. You're right. Oh no, yeah, but I mean, you know, I say experience. that place. The place itself, though, was it was a. Uh, that's really nice. It looks like a huge sort of. Um, uh, foyer feel to it. It's really spacious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, service was great. Those deals are still available on Travels, though, actually. They're £17.50. Um, they're, they're an absolute bargain. And the music was low. <laughs> and of course, you have some fantastic memorabilia there as well. So it was yeah, worth a visit. Yeah. No, sadly, no Sky Garden, no Cheshire Cheese. All right. Um, <laughs> rather bad. No, and I think, I think I'm, I, I've been the great, I think I've been the grapes actually in Seven Market. I think we used to, we used to go there and we used yeah. to go to Twickenham. Um, and in fact, I, I think I've got a feeling that that's where my wife rang me and said that. She was expecting our eldest. I was sat in that window there that Bruce has How strange. Pub, yeah. Um, in the grapes? Yeah, to to sorry, Ruth. In, in the, the grapes? Yeah, in the grapes. Oh, fantastic. There's a couple of lads that I used to play rugby with and you knew it and said it. And it, I remember just being a fantastic little, like you say, it's like a little square, isn't it? Yeah, it's it is. Really good pubs and quite busy. And it, like you say, you, it's, you're kind of in a bit of a, kind of off the main drag. So it's a bit yeah. of a place that people know about. Yeah, no. And then you know, I think yeah, Green Park. And then we just jump on the tube and go up towards Twickenham. Yeah, so it. that was good. Yeah. And then Nick, I know you've been and obviously you're in Blackpool and you're gonna have a week in the lake. So you might have some um beery adventures next time round. And I think you just said you just a repeat of last week and you had another little walk up the up Moulton uh on Saturday and 
visited your normal haunts and had a few, again, uh, flights. Yeah, the flight uh, sat outside the New Moulton, watched the, because somebody told me that the England rugby game started at half five, it was uh, half four, it wasn't, it was half five, so watched a bit of the replay of the Italy v Argentina with a flight and then uh, Dale Saddle leg over in there, I think was my favourite of those three. And then walked up to see Steve at the Old Moulton Royal Oak. He's now putting a fourth hand pump on there. He's decided which is his own uh, Royal Oak beer is going to be. And I think he's gone with Hemsley Brewery. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to an additional hand pump being introduced there. Only problem then, of course, is that when you get a flight, you get three beers. Now, if he's got four hand pumps on, it makes you make the choice again. You've got to choose three out of four sort of thing. Because what I always normally do is have the three and then decide which is the best of the three on that particular night. So, But he had uh, Half Moon on last night, uh, <coughs> which I ended up having the pint of. I can't, to be honest, I can't remember what else he had on. Um, yeah. But yeah, once again, nice Saturday afternoon, six, seven different Yorkshire beers. Can't beat it. Very good. So let's just quickly do a bit of quick beer news. Um, again, Bruce and I have sent a few of these to each other, so... Um, just one again. We'll talk about weather spoons. It will come up no doubt later on. Um, yeah, they had they hit the press of midweek. I think it was um, mm. just making the point that whilst their sales are quite good, their sales of cask are down by thirty percent, and that led to all these ideas that the old clientele is staying away. Actually, we mentioned this and we discussed this on a couple of podcasts. Mm. Um, and their cocktails are way up. So there's this idea that it, it's a slightly younger audience that's going to Weatherspoons now, which is interesting. And this link to that, actually, in St. Helens, where I work, they're actually closing, Weatherspoons are closing one of wow. them. There's, there's actually two. Um, and this is actually a Lloyd's bar rather than a, a Weatherspoons traditional pub. But it's quite a big venue. And it's on. It's, and it's pretty central and it's next to Nando's and the cinema. Um, so it's always been quite popular. So, um, I mean, they have got another more traditional Weatherspoons in the town as well, but they're closing it. And I've, I've heard that yeah, they are closed a couple of times. It just seems, I mean, he's been closing his Lloyd's bar for yeah. the last 15, 20 years. Because I remember the one in, in Hull, yeah. uh, down in the old town there, you know, he gave that up to another company. And so he wants to go back to, at one point, he thought, like, let's try and get younger clientele in and put music and screens and stuff. But it seems he's going back to what he always wanted. He yeah. wanted traditional, yeah. more traditional more type pubs. So, yeah. 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 Interesting. And then we mentioned this last week, but I think we, we or you both, I think you picked it up. I said it was something that mm. we'd talk about this week. And we mentioned that uh, um, Brewdog were building a new bar next to uh, Waterloo uh, Station in London. And I also mentioned that Holtz uh, Brewery in Manchester, they are building a new, or what they claim is the first airport microbrewery. Nice. Terminal, new super terminal at Manchester Airport. So I'm not exactly sure when it'll be open. Um, but it's on work on it now. Um, and that'll be yeah, interesting, really. So um, they've, they've teamed up with somebody called the Restaurant Group um, and, and the Bridgewater Exchange Pub, which is what it should be called. And they claim it will be the venue for Europe's first airside-only microbrewery. So we'll yeah. see what they, actually, what they do there. They're talking about honey-based beer, um, obviously linked to the Manchester symbol, you know, the bee, the bee that became very prevalent following the uh, arena bombings. So that'll be interesting to see that. And... I'll come back to Holtz because Holtz is an interesting brewery, really. I know we quite like, quite like Holtz beers, but you don't get them the very region that you don't really find them apart from Manchester. And then I still haven't got any uh, Guinness Zero. I've still not tracked them down, but apparently Tesco's, uh, this is really interesting. They are now selling um, uh, uh, 10 cans of normal Guinness and they're throwing in to an extra two Zero Guinness cans as part of the deal. 
So you, you for for your price of ten, which is nine pound with a club card, right, isn't it? they throw you in two zeros, and you know a lot of people say that's quite a good idea, isn't that? So you, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you know, it's great. You can compare the taste. I think they're fairly confident that, that you know the taste is similar, and you reckon it is quite similar. Um, quite surprisingly, so I might have to get well, not not similar, similar, but it's got a, it's got a taste to it, which is 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 a better taste than most of the alcohol free beers that I've I've tried. Yeah. And actually, if you get if you have got your Tesco, it's eleven pound regular. It says it's nine pound. So you're getting twelve cans of Guinness for nine quid, which isn't bad actually for Christmas. No, no, isn't it? Well, I like a Guinness at Christmas. Um, so there we go. So as I said, Macclesfield is today's focus. So I don't think you guys have been kind of regular visitors to Macclesfield, have you? I've never been. I've only ever been through it. Obviously, it's on the it's on the west coast mainline, so you tend to go through it. It's a stop between Stoke and and Stockport, then Manchester Piccadilly. Um, and obviously we were when we had a canal boat. It, the, the obviously Maxwell Canal goes through it. It's one of those towns where the road and the the canal, the river and the railway all hug the bottom of the valley. Really, um, there's a very posh uh, Italian furniture shop called Riga Branchi, which everybody will know about if you've been through on the train. Um, Nick, I don't think you've been to Mac either, have you? I, I don't think so. No, the no. only thing I know Macclesfield is in Maclads. It's been on the, the uh, news recently because Robbie Savage now is a, is a big, big cheese in the Ah, uh, well, the that was it. When club. we used to support York City, obviously, yeah. Macclesfield were always in the same league, weren't they? No, well, I think they're, 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 they're supporters. Like the managers today, Steve Watson got the sack yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Their supporters always used to be a bit bit mental-like. So, as I said, the, the plan was that we were going to go to the Macclesfield Food Festival, which is, you know, like, um, Macclesfield's quite a traditional town and it's they have it all through the cobbled streets and up at the market square. Um, and I would book some train tickets a couple of weeks before around. It was kind of, we went kind of mid-September and as always, you get that nice little bit of an Indian summer. Um, it was kind of a little treat for my birthday, really. And we were all happy going along and then I just happened to keep checking in on Facebook and then literally the last hour, I found that they just, they just pulled it and I still don't find out why they pulled it. So we booked the tickets anyway. So me and my said, oh, we'll go anyway. So we did. So it actually ended up being quite a nice day. Um, so as I said before, we, it's great to go by train from Stoke because at, on Stoke Station, in the former the first class um, uh, waiting room, and I think since Virgin gave up the uh, West Coast, and they seem to have kind of got rid of most of these uh, first class waiting rooms. But thanks for us, Titanic uh, took over, to get over about three or four years ago. And this is one of their bod chains. So they have a, um, a, a kind of cafe bar as well as their more traditional pubs. They're about eight or nine now. These I think really great uh, small venues, and so you can get a drink. Um, it's a bit of a funny place because there's actually you can probably see it on the photo on the left hand side. There's a little gate halfway through it because yeah. one side is the station side, and in Stoke have a closed station most of the time. And the other side it opens onto the kind of the street, so um, it, it's quite funny because you often have people having to talk over the barrier um, to each other as well. So we, we called in there. We had a couple. We had a couple of uh, we got there fairly early. So we had about half an hour to wait for uh, the, the train. Uh, it was very busy because Stoke City were playing Derby County, which is a bit of a local derby. So, uh, But I, 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 I haven't got a clue on how all those people, we were there, it's quite quiet in the picture there, but there were a lot, a lot of people there. And of course, the um, East Midlands run the train from a crew via Stoke to Derby. And it's one of those buzzes on wheels. It's literally oh, a one carriage, which also serves you to the race course. And as many times I've been to the races where they just it just will not stop at some places because it's absolutely random. So God yeah. knows how they all got on. And then and then to, and then the other thing was on the other platform it was full of Manchester City fans because they were playing Southampton. And I said to my missus, oh, there might be a few Southampton fans because we got on the we got on the um, uh, what's it uh, cross country 
and, and actually you can get a train all the way from Stoke to Southampton. I've used it a few times actually. Uh, but it wasn't full of Southampton fans. It was full of Man City fans from Southampton and from Bristol and from Birmingham, yeah. as always. Very few Manchester City fans come from Manchester. So we, we got in there. Um, limited range of beer, actually. Again, it was mid-September, so and it had this had to be closed for most of COVID because it is such a small venue, really. So it only been open a couple of weeks. So I would normally have a white star now, but I settled for an iceberg, which is, which is my other one. Nick, I know you quite like the iceberg. Um, and I said it was quite lively on that day as well. So we got on the train and it's great for us because it's only 14 minutes on the West Coast line to Stoke-on-Trent, uh, from Stoke-on-Trent. Uh, Macclesfield Station is fairly central. It's kind of at the bottom of that valley, a bit like Sheffield, really. And all the main town is up, up in front of you. Um, and there are actually three pubs literally outside of the railway station. So Mac's a great place to go have some beers and come back. Obviously quite dominated by Robinson's, because that's always the Stockport Brewery, um, and Holtz as well. Um, I did no planning, really, and literally just sat on the on the train and said, right, where am I going to go? There was only one place that, that I would, I'd already kind of planned to go into anyway, um, as well as looking at a food festival. Um, so within literally a spit from the front of the station, there is the uh, Joseph Holtz have the Old Mill Stone, which is, which is next to the Nags Head which is, uh, that's a Robinson's yeah. pub. And then on the other side is the Queen's Hotel as well. And they all get a fairly good write-up, actually, in the uh, in Watts pub. Uh, we didn't, unfortunately, we didn't actually visit any of them. I think one or two, I think a couple were probably closed on an early Saturday, uh, but one was open. There were quite a few people sat outside the Nags, actually, when we came back down again. And but again, the Nags is interesting because uh, Macclesfield, a bit like Whitby, has a set of stairs that go up to the church. And the church pretty much dominates um, Macclesfield Town Centre. Um, I think there are 108 steps up, up there. So again, those on YouTube, uh, I took a picture of these said steps. And I say Macclesfield's dominated. I've got a picture somewhere by a big church, which I'll perhaps come back to that in a minute. And that dominates the skyline. Um, so we mentioned Holtz. Holtz, again, a very regional brewery. Obviously, long history uh, in Manchester, 1849, when they were established. Um, and they tend to do miles and bitters. Um, but it's really interesting that they're now looking at that microbrewery in Manchester Airport. So that's really, perhaps a story. I know something that you, you've used Manchester quite a bit, don't you, um, when you're flying off places. So might look out for that as well. So the only place I'd actually planned to go to was somewhere called the Treacle Tap. And this is one of these little micro bars. Uh, and it's about three minutes walk from the station. Um, and this is, I've done a bit of pre-reading. Again, it had only recently reopened because again, it's a very small venue. It's a former saddlery shop. Um, so it had only been open a couple of weeks. If you remember, you know, think back to kind of whenever pubs fully opened, what in July, then quite a few didn't. Um, and I've got to say, if you ever go to Macclesfield, this is this is a must visit. This was an absolutely cracking little place. Um, really good beer choice, uh, really nice laid out. Um, it was quite quiet on a on a Saturday, kind of early Saturday lunchtime. Um, they looked like they do fantastic pies. We 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 kind of we, we Ice the window. Bit. Yeah. And actually, there were a couple of lads crossed some hands on it and they look bloody, look, look really, really nice. Mm. Um, now, there's a, there's a couple of these. They're, they're owned by somebody called the Beer Parlors. Um, there's also another sister uh, micro bar in Congleton, which again is, uh, is kind of on the Cheshire Staffordshire border. But I'm, I'm, I've got that to kind of go there. And that's in the, uh, the former toy store that was in Congleton High Street as well. So, treacle tap, treacle tap because. One of the weird things I always thought Macclesfield was a silk town, and obviously the football club were called the silk the silk men, 
Um, but actually, apparently, it's more famous for Treacle. And its, its local nickname is Treacle Town. Um, now, that's a bit, um, whatever the word is, because Nuneaton also claim that they are Treacle Town as well. And I, I'd already picked I knew that, so we didn't need a few times. And by all accounts, it is one of these myths that there was uh, many, many moons ago, um, a horse-drawn wagon full of treacle tipped over and treacle ran down the streets and the people of Macclesfield were able to scoop it up and, and, and live, you know, heartily on treacle um, for, for, for many, many, many weeks. So there we go. So they, treat, they have a treacle market up in the main square and obviously quite a lot of uh, local business use treacle town, treacle town pie company there. I did that, I got that with a Bruce, but he's just shot off, so we won't see that. So that's why it's called treacle tap. So got a couple of pictures here just to kind of show you what it was like inside. Um, actually, it was quite, it is roomy. It's not bad. The bar's towards the back there. Um, again, usual eclectic mix of tables and chairs and things. Uh, as you can see there, there was quite a good beer uh, range on. Uh, three cask beers and then whatever is there, seven, eight uh, keg beers as well. Um, roosters they had on Fortitude and Thornbridge Jaipur. Went anywhere that has that on cask isn't too bad. Uh, price is not bad, three fifty a pint for roosters. Um, the Jai is a bit a bit more expensive, at four pound thirty a pint, but obviously that's nothing on six percent. So it was a great, great bar. Um, again, uh, nice bar staff. They can mention that I got excited because I'd seen there were a couple of the, the beer mags, but they were quite old ones. But still, had, had quite a nice time um, reading through. Uh, um, a little bit disappointed that I was drinking roosters because uh, obviously we don't we've been to roosters not that long ago, we to the to the brewery. Uh, the brewery tap, but it was a very on good form. And then the other beer actually was the Bristol uh, Street Brewing beer, and that was quite nice as well. That was more of a autumnal uh, type bitter, and that was that was very very nice. So definitely recommend um, if you're in Macclesfield, and certainly if you use a train station, um, take a trip to the Treacle Tap. Really really nice. And like you'd be all right there, Nick. Choice of three cash beers. I like the blackboard. Yeah, it's good. And, I and think the, the thing is, you know, I mean, possibly in a place like Macclesfield as well, what used to be retail uh, property is probably, you know, closed down because, yeah, yeah people aren't buying on the high street anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm not, yeah, I would still much prefer to go into a traditional pub, but in terms of people who've got a desire to try and run their own bar, you know, the fact they can basically rent uh, a retail outlet for a lot cheaper than a traditional pub uh, fair play, get it a go, and yeah. by doing that, you know they can keep the price down as well. So yeah, prices there are fine. And actually, that's what um, that's what that's that that emerged uh, in the afternoon because again, I think we asked a couple of places. To, we asked the guys at the bar there where they would recommend, and they basically said there's actually quite a few similar type of as you just said there, Nick, little former shops that have been converted into into bars. So that became yeah. the theme of the afternoon, and we spent the next couple of hours doing a bit, little bit of shopping. Um, but we spent the next couple of hours actually going going around these uh, these these converted bars. See, the thing is, with retail units, you know, often upstairs have already been rented out anyway. Yeah. As you get traditional pub, once yeah, upon a time yeah, yeah. the traditional pub would have rooms upstairs, and then probably the landlord or the staff would live yeah. up there. So yeah. if you want to rent a traditional pub that's closed down now, it's still the full building. Yeah. Whereas yeah. a retail unit, you probably only yeah. just look at the ground floor. So yeah. you know, in terms of what your rent's going to cost you, it's going to be a lot, yeah. lot cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So although we were tempted by the pies, we decided that we'd, we'd actually go and try and find some lunch. Uh, again, the other thing about Maxwell is a lot of little independent uh, cafes and restaurants as well. So we were thinking about some um, tapas, but unfortunately, most of the tapas, well, the couple of places we tried actually closed at lunchtime. 
again, it was in that kind of strange town. There was a couple of places open, but we came across this place called the Salt Bar, which looked quite interesting. It's on the bottom of kind of um, Macclesfield's famous Cobbley Street, which I'll show you some pictures of in a minute. And it's got it's got a very good right up under the visor. Um, they do sell uh, beer. So we said that we'd pop into the Salt Bar. We just turned up on spec. Um, and thankfully, they did have a table. They were quite busy. I think we got the last table that was free. So this was a Scandinavian-themed um, kind of whatever, bistro, bar, just, just food and drink. So I'd say this is the street that it's on. This is called Church Street. And this goes all the way. If you're looking at the, again, if you're on YouTube, if you're looking down that street, at the bottom there to the left, as you get in that corner, you see the railway station in front of you and those three pubs we just mentioned. Um, and this then goes up to the kind of the town square where the town hall is and also the church, which is it dominates um, Macclesfield, which is where it gets its name from. And there it is. That's Church Church Street looking up towards the church itself. And Macclesfield is a, quite an old kind of market town. So there's no high rise buildings. It is quite a nice little quite a bit like Beverly, I guess, perhaps without the without the Minster, but that type of feel to it as well. And, and the Salt Bar is just on the bottom on the right there. Um, but there's also one or two other good places on here, which again we will come back to. So Salt Bar was very nice. Um, it was Scandinavian, so we went for the Smorgasbord, which was actually quite nice, about 16, 17 quid, but it was quite nice, really, quite a nice collection. And the beer they were serving was, well, not surprisingly, Swedish. So we had either pint of Backyard, um, uh, what was the beer that we had there? I think it was called something like Headbanger or something. Um, and it was on keg, but actually, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was okay. And again, the prices were quite nice. So I definitely recommend um, the the salt bar um, if you like Scandinavian food, um, which is look, look, looks all like vegetables. Was that? Was there any meat? There was. There was. Uh, there was. There was some beef down here. There was chicken. There was herrings, and then yeah, there was quite a lot of kind of pickled right, okay. veggies, which obviously is what you get from Scandinavian food. But definitely worth the uh, worth worth a look in. So as you carry up Church Street, you end up here. And this is kind of a nice square, the top of the, um, the church is just on the corner, um, on to the left of the main town hall there. This is where they have the treacle market, um, which has a different theme most days of the week. Um, and as you can see, the weather was very, very nice. So uh, we then headed to the Five Clouds Tap and Bottle. Um, this had a very extensive uh, outdoor seating area. Uh, in fact, um, and so popular, we couldn't actually get a seat outside. So actually we ended up sitting inside uh, in that window there. And the next one, which one, I think you can see the old char place. I missed it off the picture here. There's also uh, another bar called the Beer Vault, which is on the corner, which again is a very similar kind of craft bar, bottle shop that also does cask and keg beer. And they've managed to persuade the town council to have all this big seating area um, out the front there. So I bet there was probably 150 people sat outside enjoying the September sun. Um, Why not? So, very nice, yeah. So yeah, I've not heard... I don't think people can walk up and down the ice street. Yeah, I've not heard about Five Clouds Brewery before, so it was a new one for me. Uh, again, Nick, you had a nice, a nice, um, nice blackboard for yourself there. Um, again, they did have, um, I think they had only one cask on, and then the rest of it was mainly on keg. Again, prices were not too bad, uh, three sixty for a pint. Uh, I mean, on that day, yeah. Uh, although that's I think that's a two third of three sixty, isn't it? But it was six point five percent, so it was a bit of a crafty bar. So maybe not quite nicks nicks up the next street. But as you see, we've got a very nice very nice table just inside there. I say it was it was lovely outside. In fact, it's probably too hot outside, um, and and I couldn't decide, so I had a couple of those um, cloudy IPAs. That mm, was very cloudy. Nice. 
So I'll say you've got the choice of Lazy Brewing. Five clouds there, and then I said that the the beer dock is beer bolt. Sorry, it's just in the corner as well. So that was a really nice again inside, quite minimal inside, um, but again got very busy as well. And then going back down Church Street. So again, just for Bruce's um, Bruce's cop come back with us now. So I said, Bruce, this is kind of the famous Mac Street. It's called Church oh, that looks Street, lovely, isn't it? It starts at the railway station to the left, and it ends up at the church at the top. And when you get the church, you also that come out lovely, into, the, into the square there, which is very nice. And so there were two bars on the square, which are really good. And then back down. Thanks, that, John. I'll just see me guest down. And then back down Church Street is somewhere called the Wet Lead Bar. And again, this was simply being in the uh, five uh, five clouds. Asked the guys where was there anywhere else we should go to, and they said go to the Wet Lead Bar. So this again, it's fairly new. Um, it's on that Church Street, so I think it was, I don't know what it was, it was a former shop of some description. This was absolutely round on a Saturday afternoon, so it was probably about three o'clock when we went in here, and you can't really tell, it's quite dark inside. Yeah, peak peak it, time for drinking though on a Saturday, it, that Yeah, it? it was pretty full, it was pretty full. Um, again, a, quite a range of beer on. Um, I ended up drinking Ossic beer, would you believe, in Macclesfield. Um, in a in a bear bear town brewery glass. That's a, that's um, a vicar's pint, isn't it? Got a nice white yeah, collar on it. Yeah, it was actually it was very very frothy. So I don't know whether it was the it was the heat that was affecting it. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're really nice. Again, a great place, great um, home to it. There's an upstairs bit. There was an outdoor bit. They do music, but again, a really interesting uh, bar. Uh, again, uh, lots of different people who were in there. There were some lads obviously on a on a bit of a, a crawl, but then lots of couples um, or quite a few older people as well. Um, again, they didn't drinking, have funnels and plastic bottles, did they? Uh, no, no, no. Drinking a range of um, uh, there was ciders, there was keg, and then I said there was a couple of custom as well. How, but, how busy do you think they are during the week? I mean, it's for little no, towns, tracking booths there, isn't there? I think they do a lot of kind of you know coffee as well. I think you know they, they, they have the, that clientele who come in for a coffee as well. And, and I know Phil had a couple of coffees in some of these places as well. Um, and again, there's a little hint there for Bruce on the left hand side of that picture. Which I'm going to come back shortly. Oh. Guess what that is as well. So that was really good, and another great little micro bar. And yes, next door to the wet leg is, is oh. Mr. Carters and Co. Traditional family butchers and pie makers. Uh, and I and I managed to was just a couple of pork pies left in the window, which were, were <laughs> which which find something on the train on the way home to soak a little bit more beer up. So um, um, Bruce, everything's catered for you there. Yeah. Um, really good. I look next door, but it was his lady for sale in the bakery. <laughs> that looked, that, like that, Amsterdam, isn't it? That looked really nice as well, actually, the, the bakery next Why door. And I say, Macclesfield's one of those towns that's full of independence, and it is, you know, it's not, they don't just say that, but it is. There's loads of um, nice little cafe bars, there's loads of independent shops and butchers, and I say some really, really good micro pubs. Um, and then the ones that we didn't actually get to, uh, we actually walked past this place. I think it was just opening. Um, this is Red Willow. Red Willow's another kind of local brewery. And in fact, I've just found out they've, they've just bought the um, Edinburgh Woolen Mill in Leek and they're going to convert that into um, uh, another bar. Um, they've also got a fantastic... In Leek? In Leek, sorry, Leek. And they've also, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, me and uh, Phil, we went to their another new tap they've got, which is in Buxton, which is in the former NatWest Bank. I remember I showed you a picture where we were in the bank manager's office having a, having a beer. Um, which again is another another nice venue as well. Nick, I think we drank some Red Willow beer in Malton, if I remember rightly. I think one of the when we went to the food festival, I think uh, maybe at the gin place we were drinking Red Willow. So again, they're a fairly right. newish newish you know brewery that are kind of on the up really. So um, so this this week we didn't actually get to go in here, 
So this this will be another one if you were wanting to come to Mac. Um, again, try another 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 kind of brewery tap, which is really good as well. Um, and again, there are quite there are four breweries now in in Macclesfield. Um, probably Storm Brewing is the one that probably people may have heard of because they've been around for quite a while. Happy Valley Brewery, Redwell, I just mentioned, and Five Clouds, which is the tap that uh, that uh, we where we sat in the window there. So uh, again, quite a thriving beer scene uh, in Macclesfield, and obviously in Stockport and. Uh, Robinsons, etc., uh, close by. Um, How many yeah. empty shops was there, Michael? Very few, actually, in Macclesfield, and it's it's oh. quite a nice, compact town centre. Um, I would say there is a bit of a shopping arcade centre, and that there was a couple of empty units in there. I think I, I think they just lost Debenhams because that was that was a quite a big, a big, a big thing there. Uh, but no, and it was quite buzzing for a Saturday afternoon as well. You know, there's a lot of people out, and the market as well, a really good market. So so very nice. So I I, I don't want to let you both down. So it didn't manage to get here, but there is again a very interesting weather spoons in Macclesfield. Yeah, there is. Um, and that's called the Society Rooms. And this is the former home of the Macclesfield Useful Knowledge Society, would you believe, which was established in the 19th century. Again, uh, Macclesfield was famous for silk uh, weaving, um, again, to do with the water and the and the canal. Um, and uh, again, a bit like the York story, really, the mill owners were very um, both entrepreneurial. But also were quite liberal and wanted to make sure that you know the working people had an, an option to education. So this is somewhere where you could go along uh, to this building and you could you know you could do arts class became a school design became a technical school um, and the vicarage next door as well has all been made into quite a nice weather spoons as you understand. Again, we didn't get in there uh, on that visit because we were mainly doing the micros, but it looks quite a nice place. I'm sure you get the normal. And oh, then I even found a Sam Smith pub. A little bit out oh. of, of, of the town, but there is the Whipping Stocks Inn, which nice. again gets its name from where the size in it, that the, uh, yeah, mm. drag the awesome. um, uh, you know, the, 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 the do the do the do not gooders of Macclesfield. Um, I always thought this was a Robinson's pub because it's got that feel around it. And obviously, Robinson's have a lot of these kind of pubs in Cheshire, but no, this is this is a proper old Sam Smith's uh, pub, um, just on the edge of Macclesfield. So, you two will be very happy. Because again, I could get you to weather spoons, and they get you to a. Looks like they, have, they probably have rooms there, do they? Uh, I think they do. Yeah, yeah, up in that in that main okay, bit size of building. So uh, very nice. So a great afternoon in Macclesfield. Um, I say you know, didn't we? Whatever we had four or five pints. Uh, very nice lunch in the salt bar, uh, and then we headed back to Stoke, and you know, for good measures, and we done one craft bar in Stoke. I said to my missus, right, I've always we've driven past this place loads of times. So in the Stoke Town Centre, which is a bit of a weird place because Hanley is the main kind of shopping CPD, C, CBD of, of Stoke-on-Trent. And unfortunately, the actual the town that gave the place its name is, is now a little bit of a kind of a, a forgotten kind of whatever, um, slightly derelict kind of place. Um, they're doing quite a lot of work on the Spode Pottery work, which is going to be interesting. And in fact, there's a nice bar that's set up there. But this was at former Timpsons. And this is on the kind of main street that goes through Stoke. Um, there's a Weatherspoons again, just just down the road from here, literally kind of four or five shops down. Uh, and this is Brew, and this again is a very small place that again, unfortunately, had to shut for most of the pandemic. But again, it recently reopened, so we thought, well, tell what we walk back from station. It's about ten minutes from Stoke Station. Um, on that ten minutes, you walk past a really good Jules's pub next to the Civic Centre. And what was a Titanic pub, but now it actually just changed, although they're still serving Titanic uh, beers. And this is Brew. So again, this is another little uh, former shop, which is quite an eclectic bar. 
Um, as you can see, I did wonder whether they, they must have known somebody who was a kitchen fitter, because again, for those on YouTube, the bar is pretty much made up of odd, odd, odd kitchen, kitchen cupboard doors, and even in the middle of the bar, the top half of a bloody front door, still has the letterbox and the, and the door knocker on it. So very good bar. Again, it was absolutely rammed at about half past five on a Saturday afternoon, um, which was interesting. The football hadn't come back yet. Um, again, really, really nice landlady who spent quite a lot of time chatting to us. And again, she'd never been to Macclesfield. And, and again, when I mentioned that we'd been through quite a few micro bars, she was really interested. She, as you can see there, she's also got a little thing about gin and about vodka. So there were probably more gins than I've seen in most bars. Um, and on the right hand side there, all those are different vodkas. And she was very keen to try and get us a sample, some of the more obscure vodkas. But again, there were, as you can see there, there were two cast beers on. Um, and there was a again two or three keg beers on as well, so quite a nice little variation actually. Mm. Um, I had a six towns uh, uh, beer, which again is is, is uh, a fairly small and recently uh, opened uh, brewery in Stoke on Trent. Again, I hadn't I'd never had their beer before, so that was quite nice. Um, and and yeah, really, uh, you know, just another place, another tick box, another say, uh, another place that was doing really well on a on a Saturday afternoon, so small and really good. See these places open. So again, Macclesfield definitely worth a visit. If you've got a couple of hours, that's probably all you need. Um, again, everything was in about ten minute walk, fifteen minute walk max from the railway station, um, and and, all, and obviously then if you were driving, you've got the main car park down there as well. Um, I say it's about uh, fifteen minutes in Manchester on the train, and and similarly if you're coming up from the south, fifteen minutes in Stoke on Trent. So that would be what about forty five minutes in something like Birmingham. So again, you know, well worth getting off the train. Um, it, it is an open station in Macclesfield, so you could probably, you know, you could probably jump off if you've got a return ticket, say, from Manchester somewhere, uh, or you want to break your journey. Um, would be great, yeah, if you've got an hour or so, you don't, you know, you're heading back to Manchester, um, but you've got a bit of time. Have an hour in Mac, there's trains, there's trains literally every 20 minutes that go up north or south. Obviously, it's on the, and, and you've got all of them. You've got West Coast, you've got Cross Country, you've got Northern. And they all go through Mac Macclesfield, so there's loads of trains stopping very regularly. So definitely worth a little visit. So um, I think that's about it for this episode. So just uh, just be, just before I just just remember something talking about Sam Smiths and going back to Bay News. Have you seen Bruce? He's uh, he was in the press about his advertising now for staff or for managers for his eight pubs around York that are closed. Aye, but this is really old news, and the Evening Press. When yeah, well, the, hang on, hang when on. Let's just ask Mike. We keep recycling this news. Those pubs have been advertised for years. And yeah, but Mike Laycock in the evening press, when he's running short stories, he goes on Gumtree, sees which pubs get advertised, and goes, hopes that village pub will reopen. And that's what I'm saying, <laughs> Bruce, though. So I was going to ask Mike, if you're a owner of a multi-business pub chain, where would you advertise for staff? I would suggest <laughs> you'd advertise the morning advertiser, the Caterer magazine, even speaks to you guys. No, Humphrey decides to advertise for reputable pub managers on Gumtree. So, you know, it's if you want to buy a second-hand bike that's being nicked or a sofa, but why would you advertise for staff on Gumtree, not through a legitimate, you know, like the Caterer or the Morning Advertiser, place like that? You've got to pay a lot of money for that, them places. <laughs> Beggars so believe. He's probably it? got a free, a free pass for the one well, of weekends where you can you can put up them up for free. So interesting. Now I was in a Samson's pub last night. I went to one of the villages, um, and uh, the landlord they were saying that he's got um, forty couples going through training now 
So he's got about 90 pubs closed around the country. Um, so he's got about 40 couples going through training. So hopefully a lot of them will reopen. I mean, around here, it's desperate. We've got <coughs> Apple Roebuck closed. We've got Bolton Percy, Ruffeth, um, loads of them. Um, but I, have to I was in there today to take Evie for a vaccine because there's no vaccines there in York. So uh, we walked by the Marcus of Granby, which is a really historic... Uh, uh, timeless uh, Sam Smith's pub, and that I didn't realize it's the kind of Nesbitt's forgotten pub that's closed as well. Now it looked like it'd been closed for years. But Bruce, think... how, how many vaccines is Eve having because you were taking her for a vaccine last week, weren't you? Yeah, didn't have any, though. No, she couldn't. Uh, they've had no vaccines in York, so our test goes our site. So, uh, she was due to have two walking appointments, have had no vaccine. Right. Uh, but today at Nesbitt, it was pretty bad because, um, I mean, we had a firm slot for her. But anybody who was walking in was being sent away. And there were people coming as far as uh, Pickering in Scarborough that took the kids to Nesbitt to get the vaccine. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a feral yeah. journey, that, isn't it? And again, it's, it's one of those things that's just be hidden it because people are thinking, oh, you're, sorry, you're all being done at schools, and it's not happening. Like you said, there's no, just no vaccines anywhere. That's um, what and, we've and, I'm hearing the same about flu, flu, flu as well now. Uh, I know my, my missus, she's been, she's been twice on a slot for a flu, a flu, a flu vaccine. And turned up twice now with a booked appointment. They said, "Oh, we haven't got any vaccines. Uh, we can't yeah. do it." So it's yeah, it's. Uh, well, said, send send Boris Johnson a bill then. Well, he's too busy saving the world, isn't he? And opening uh, coal mines, or, but not but not opening a coal mine. Unless... I must admit, when you were down in London the other day, like we were saying last week, uh, when Nick had been there, it felt. I mean, down in London, things felt very much back to normal. And today, mm. for a Sunday night. We came back from Nesbitt about half past four and the yacht, the trains were packed, the train stations were heaving with people being away. Yeah. So you kind of think there's going to be some degree of inevitability about what's going to come next. Yeah, all the, record, all the papers there reckoning that the, the long-term planning says that we seem to be on a decline and we've, we've now had a steady decline since September. So um, I know I know in, uh, where I work, St. Helens is still number one, I think, in the country at the moment. Our rate's 670 out of 100,000. Uh, and it's 10 to 14 year olds where that's where the spike is at the moment. Um, all people are getting I'm, I'm afraid I, read, I didn't see any mass on Blackpool seafront this yeah, evening. Yeah, and I, well, I read somewhere today that somebody had gone to one of the, I can't remember, it wasn't one of the hospitals in Manchester where they've got a, a COVID tent outside and said it was full. So it was full of yeah. patients coming in. And and again, the, the slightly scary thing is a lot of these people have, got, have been double jabbed um, or, mm. or actually had COVID previously. And they reckon this new variant. Um, so again, we'll have to wait and see. Like you say, the pub. But yeah, the pubs I've been in, uh, very limited. I think the only thing, the only track and trace now is when you've got to log into their Wi-Fi. Um, that's yeah, the only yeah. time you get asked to do any track and trace, isn't it, these days? Um, there is still the odd um, sanitizer as you walk in, um, but that's pretty much it, really. Uh, and again, Mellard's, I mentioned, me Mellard, they've just gone back to bar service this week, actually. They kept on with the uh, table service, but that's what they said this weekend, they were going back to bar service. Um, and certainly most pubs I've been in recently, it was bar service. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how we go, really. So I think that's going to be it for a couple of weeks because we, we are planning our... Um, vaccinated. There's Evie, all vaccinated. Uh, we're planning our little trip, which now is... Why is she growing? Why is she glowing orange? <laughs> and, and wait for wait for the Microsoft uh, to start, start bubbling in there. Um, so we're planning a bit more of a Christmas little ramble now, probably. So uh, we had planned towards the end of November that we're probably going to end up going to Sheffield. We're going to push that probably back into the first week in December. So We've that's, pushed that's it back. No, you All right. Well, I had a, a better offer nah, um, nah, 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 to go nah. back to the rugby club, your reunion. So we'll look Where's, at the reunion at? Where's the reunion it's at? Back, it's just the rugby club. There's, there's, there's a game on, so the president's got a 
we have a dinner before we play or before just, they just roll around play. in dirt bros don't matter where they are really does and it drink some nice beers so the we don't have to play surely no we don't play we just we watch the first team play oh, so right. you get there at uh, yeah it's an early start you get there at 12 you have lunch at half 12 um three course lunch very nice and then you go and watch the first team play and then have some more beers um so we're going to do that the first week of december so we can still rear Bruce in, so we have to visit every um, hovel between York, York and the bottom end of South Yorkshire. Um, so the plan is we're still going to meet in Sheffield, um, and we and we're still going to pick three pubs each. Um, I've been looking. I've got some. I've got a couple of really nice ones actually that I'm hoping will be very good. Um, although I, I have been reading more about Abbeydale and quite a few of the Sheffield people who do their various podcasts and there saying Abbeydale Road is a fantastic. Uh, beer run now, and I think well, Nick, it was, was it when you were at it was when you were Abbeydale and Collegiate as well, cracking cracking pubs down there, uh, down mm. Abbeydale. So Healy, that's still Healy the plan. seemed like a good area. Say again, Bruce. Uh, Healy looked like some good area. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, that's where I lived up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard's and fact, there's, there's a lot of choice in there. I mean, and, we, and Callum Island's got pubs literally every ten yeah. yards. So um, we don't need to go to Chesterfield. <laughs> no, no, or Donfield. <laughs> or Bradfield. Or... <laughs> or Bradfield. Yeah. So that's the plan. So that's the plan. So we'll probably do the next podcast. We'll be hopefully um, the three of us in the flesh uh, drinking a few beers around Sheffield. So I so said that'll be in a couple of weeks' time. So and then we'll probably do a Christmassy special. Um, and hopefully at some point I'll be up in Yorkshire as well. So we can probably get together probably in Twixmas like we normally do when we now. I think we need to revive up the, the traditional Twixmas, us yeah, three yeah. wandering around trying to find pubs open on the day after Boxing Day. Um, and then trying to find somewhere that's got some food left the day after Boxing Day, which is normally uh, a, a good laugh. And, and hopefully some nice cracking pubs uh, like Bruce showed us there with a lovely fire uh, in there. So, cheers, guys. Uh, Nick, have a nice week in the lake. So we'll expect some little updates on how you've gone on in the lakes. And you can go to Weatherspoons now and, and see what that's like in Blackpool. Uh, I'm sure the last Might just go to the corner flag. Yeah, so in Tunbridge Wells, that looks amazing, doesn't it? Oh, I've been to that one, it's quite nice actually. Yeah, is that Royal Wells be the most, um, the most whatever the word is spectacular, isn't it? It's quite Absolutely. nice, although, as you said, Bruce, the one in Harrogate takes and beats oh, as well, doesn't it? Amazing, yeah. That's that's pretty nice as well. Well, if you uh, look up rather than down because carpet's pretty manky, but up's <laughs> still nice. <laughs> Good, and that one in St. Albert's, we've been in it's quite nice as well, isn't it? Mm. In that tight yeah. bar, and that's quite nice, yeah, right, in terms James. of historic building. Have a good week, and we'll catch up in a couple of weeks' time. Excellent. See you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 See you then.